Hi, this is Eva, Eva the Relationship Maker, a podcast where we talk about successes, relationships, and very interesting uh, subjects when I have guests, like today. I think a week ago, I was interviewed by this gentleman, and his name is Arnie Fonseca Jr. He's a life strategist, and uh, he's going to explain what he's doing. But before we go there, I saw the picture on, um, on the Instagram, you on Mount, Mount Ord with yeah. the black rattlesnake. That oh, was okay. exciting. <laughs> Hi, Annie. Hey, Eva. Yeah, it was. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago. And uh, my, my uh, good friend and uh, uh, Greg and I were up there and he's getting ready to to do his first uh, rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon here in Arizona at the end of the month. And uh, we're doing a little training and we're coming down and I didn't see the snake. He did, but I heard the rattle and I jumped, he, I jumped, I think I, I might've jumped before he did, but uh, we both jumped probably <laughs> about six feet. And then we came back and started playing with the snake, which is probably not very smart, but uh, uh, he wasn't, he or she was not very happy. So yeah, uh, that was kind of a, hey, it's part of uh, what, what I do uh, out in the, uh, when we do adventures, uh, whether it be in, um, you know, uh, the Grand Canyon or wherever else as things start to open up again. So um, I guess that's part of living, right? A lot of people don't get to experience stuff like that um, if, if they stop living. And, I was um, looking and I said, I'm excited. I wish I would have seen it because I'm fond of, of animals. And especially if you don't, there are certain animals you oh, don't yeah. encounter. It's like, oh my God. So uh, you are a life strategist, but I know that you are, um, yeah. you are training people. You yeah, I do. I do. It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, uh, many years ago, uh, probably in the last 10, 12 years, um, when I discovered all this stuff about coaching and stuff. And I remember somebody came up to me, a client of mine from Mexico. Um, Cause I did a lot of work with uh, brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. And she was a paraplegic from very successful business person in Mexico. And she had broken her back and was coming to me for therapy. And um, she was a big student of Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. been to many of his seminars she'd even worked with the uh, bandler uh, with nlp strategies she was a very educated brilliant lady and um she was telling all this stuff about coaching and, and he goes she goes you should do all this i go i am a coach and but i hadn't even understood the what it all had kind of morphed into over the last over the before that probably 25 years prior mm -hmm because I was so involved in what I was doing. So I just started to study and I, and I was, I didn't really know a lot about Tony Robbins back then, besides the fact that he was on Shallow Hal. But I started to, and I think I, I saw one of his infomercials at night and I thought, wow, this is, this is a lot more than I thought. And um, I think I even ordered that, that course, uh, I can't remember the name it back here in my shelf, but I started to study what coaching was about and, and I liked his approach because he did lots of things, Eva. He did the physical, he did the uh, uh, mental, emotional relationships. He, 
he took he he looked at all of us holistically and i go yeah that's what i do you know if somebody has a problem with a relationship i sit down with them and say hey look how can we work through this you know because a lot of times in therapy uh eva if, if people are struggling it's not because they're struggling just from the the physical part of the therapy it could be what they experienced the morning of the therapy maybe they got into a fight with their wife husband girlfriend child dog it doesn't matter but they weren't feeling up to it you know what i'm saying and yeah. something was interfering with their ability to focus on what they were supposed to do so i learned how to deal with that kind of stuff whether and whether it was um it didn't really matter i just kind of took it on so when people started talking to me about uh and especially with in the field that i was in working with brain and spinal cord injuries you you can't just it used to it used to kind of annoy me when i had i had occupational and physical therapists that worked for me in speech and um, they had these unwritten rules that they would only well i only work with this or i only do this and that's our therapy world in which i go yeah so i i you know i would do all of it even speech you know especially if i had what they call a private pay client i would take him into the speech room and we'd work on uh cognitive things that there was important in their program or i would work with if i if i was in working with them uh, i'd take them into the bathroom and we'd work on uh skills they needed to 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 do that properly or or i, I was i would i think i called myself a hybrid because <laughs> i would do all of it because i didn't i was an exercise physiologist i didn't yeah. i didn't I certainly didn't call myself a physical therapist. I kind of look at that with my uh, a, a curse, but and God love them. You know, we got into lots of challenges, believe me. Um, but um, so, from a coaching standpoint, when I finally got into that, it, it was hard for me, Eva, because I didn't know what to pick. Yes. What am I supposed to do here with this? And it's still a challenge to this day. And even just with COVID. This last year, when everything was taken, you know, taken down as far as me presenting for businesses and going out and doing the things that I was doing, I ended up kind of morphing back into what I used to do, you know, 40 years ago. You know, the physical start, the training, the the, the uh, helping people through, um, you know, whether it be weight loss or strengthening, or and it came kind of came out of the whole Grand Canyon thing because we were kind of playing with that. And well, what do you need to do to do the Grand Canyon? You've got to be stronger. You've got to eat better. You've got to, you got to get yourself in better condition. You've got to mentally prepare. All those things started to kind of fill those in in those gaps there. So it was kind of cool. And and then from there, I've, I've even done a, a fitness boot camp, which is growing. We're bringing people in there in the morning at a place that is um, was run or is run by. Uh, my coach of 47 years ago for, and I'm actually helping wow. him. I'm wow. actually training. He's 80 years old. Wow. I'm actually working with him. He had double knee replacement. He had back surgery. His, his life has been a tragic mess for the last four years. Wife died, all these things going on. And he was, he was a shell of his former, he was a world champion. Wow. And so I was just talking to a girl today uh, that, She'd notice his how different she was. God, I'm so happy that you're doing that with him. And it's like I just 
every, when I'm done with what I'm doing before I, my next client, I, I go over to him and I'm creating a routine for him. And it is so, it's so much fun, but at the same time, rewarding watching this guy look forward to what we're doing. And at the same time, we've only been, I was saying it this morning, we've only done it for three weeks and he's getting better. I'm starting to post some videos, um, being very careful. I don't put a lot of stuff on Facebook, but on LinkedIn about what he's doing. But again, I mean, it's, it's fun stuff, but it's, um, it's the physical stuff that I can do a lot. And there are a lot of trainers out there, but there aren't a lot of trainers that have the specialty that can work with somebody like that or somebody that has had a traumatic injury. And I just try to build, earn their trust of anybody. So now I have people coming to me, Hey, I've got this issue with my shoulder. Can you help me with that? And so all these old skills and all this old knowledge comes, comes rushing back to me and, and it keeps me on my toes too, Eve. I have to, I have to continue uh, improve and go back and look at YouTube videos. And uh, thank God for, for Google. I can, I can look this stuff up now and stay fresh and stay on top of it. I, I'd learned a whole new system here in the last month that I'm teaching now. It's so much fun. It's brand new, but it's old information that's been put in a brand new package. How's that? And it's, and it's fun to do this stuff because I'm not, I'm not dogmatic about anything um, as long as we get results. Now, I used to say this in years, gosh, years ago when I would do workshop. I don't care if you ate M&Ms all day long. If you're healthier and your blood work is better, what do I care? I really don't care. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at things. Have you ever uh, seen Louise Hayes' book? Oh yeah, I've read when uh, yeah when she has that what uh, problems why happen and and it's more emotional but I oh, yeah. but doctors are everything it's physical and it's oh, like yeah. go to this uh, oh, specialist that specialist but they have no idea what's wrong with you totally. so completely yeah but everything is connected everything it is also, connected it is connected you know it's funny I have a I would call her a semi client right now but she's going to be a psychiatrist. Okay. PhD right now. She's working on her PhD or psychologist, PhD psychologist. And I'm constantly talking to her and helping her with stuff. And she does a lot of work with sports stuff. And, um, but you're so right. We, we just, we don't spend enough time there. And I think it's because of liability. Uh, because unless you are a, here's why. Unless you are a psychiatrist. Okay, I understand. Like you're right. You, they, you know, as far as billing and all the things that you're trying to do, they, like, you could go to an orthopedic surgeon, Eva, with a knee problem, knee mm -hmm. pain, because I do a lot of work with knee pain. And let's say you're a middle-aged female and you need to lose 50 pounds. That guy can't tell you that. He knows he knows in his heart and in his brain that if this woman loses 50 pounds, that there's a 95% chance that her knee pain will go away. He knows that. Yeah. But he can get in trouble to tell her that. It's, it's not right. His like job is to replace her knee. Yeah, it's Think like about that for a and give the medication. I liked your... That's a mess. The CC... 
Sisini exercise. Sissy squat, yeah. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. I would have never taught that until about a month ago when I was looking at stuff. I go, you got to be kidding me. I came home and I was showing it to my wife and her, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend. And I go, check this out. And they go, whoa, you can't do that. I go, watch me. And I go, this is crazy stuff. But it, but it was fun because it was new. It was fresh. And I was able to get excited about it. And now I'm able to kind of do it and teach it, you know, um, and share it. Uh, and that's kind of fun. I did a quick little video. I just posted it. I haven't posted it on LinkedIn yet of me today. Um, uh, just kind of doing a fun little thing. I just put on Facebook a little while ago uh, where I said, okay, look, I've been doing this thing, this stuff now for about a month. And, you know, I, I like these kind of things and new and fresh, da, 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 da. I go, but really, here's the real evidence that that I'm getting a little better. And I turn around and started sprinting the other way. And then I sprinted back. And I go, at my age, this is kind of fun to be able to do that. And I told somebody that I got the idea this morning because I had to run to my car to grab something. And I go, I'm going to run to my car. So I ran to my car and go, wow, I feel pretty good running to my car. And um, and I told him about it. And one of the trainers, I go, he goes, you need, will you write, show me a couple of those things. I want to try those too. I said, okay. And, and it and it's just kind of fun and but to go back to your original point there because I'll, I'll tell stories all day long it's that because of our system that we've created here in our countries we yeah. put people in boxes and we've and taken away their their curiosity and their imagination and their flexibility and their ability to be nimble and to pivot we've taken that away and that's why I'm so attracted to anybody in the uh, alternative medicine field, the naturopathic field, because at least they can think. Yes. I was, I was even talking to a doctor today and I'm, I'm not sure where you are on, on the a whole COVID thing and it doesn't really matter, but he, uh, he, I've known him for 25 years. I train him. I've been training him for 25 years, 75. He retired. If he could still be a doctor, he would, and he probably should be. Um, but we've had issues with things, medical issues. And one of the basketball players from our local team here, they said had COVID. And we don't talk about this stuff. I know not to talk about politics with him and anything like that. Because he, so, and I go, what? Are you kidding me? Because it's like, are you kidding me? I go, was he symptomatic? And he goes, well, I don't know. Because in his mind, he's like, he tested positive. And I'm thinking, because I know, and I wouldn't discuss it with him, that there's a 50% false positive right here yeah and i'm thinking and this he's this is a team that's going to the finals and i'm thinking okay wait a minute and so i and he goes oh yeah and he this is exactly how he goes he goes oh yeah you don't believe in uh the vaccine i go well it's not that i go i've never i go i haven't had a vaccine since i was five years old and and i told him the story i said i had three therapists that worked with me that had children eva that had autism Yes, I know. And he goes, he goes, oh, he, and he looked at me very genuinely curious. He goes, really? This is a guy that's been a, was a doctor for 40 some years. He goes, really? Is it tied to autism? I go, well, I go, one of the ladies that came up was one of the first ones after this whole pandemic thing. I told him this, and this is where I stopped. She um i learned about her because one of my therapists when her son was born 
and was autistic, she started doing a lot of research and she ran into uh, uh, this doctor. And that's how I learned about her way before this, way before this. And he goes, wow, I never knew that. I didn't go into all the other stuff, you know, the, cause I could have really freaked him out about dementia and Alzheimer's and all the other things. Cause that's my area of expertise. Cause I'm with my brain injury stuff, but, but there's a medical doctor right there. That's clueless. You clueless. Know, most of the doctors are trained to give pills. Yeah. They are trained to send you to a specialist. And even then they have no clue what's wrong no with all the technology. And I would, I would faster go to a doctor in Mexico, in Cuba, because they are preventative. It's not the Band-Aid solution. And that's what I believe in. I don't believe yeah. in the COVID. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't believe in yeah, the vaccine. But that's only yeah. my opinion. And I have Absolutely. the right, like somebody else has the right to believe in and to take the vaccine. It's you know where you might even get better care. And I have a client, I've had another longtime client. He was a paraplegic, is a vet. You'd be amazed how many vets are so good at diagnosing stuff there there's there's so much better because the animals can't talk they have to figure stuff out oh yeah it's like doctors babies. doctors don't do that they they listen to you you tell them the symptoms they may run a couple tests they may you know make some money and then they're gonna write they're gonna push you they're gonna push the pills yeah it's just like that uh i i talked to somebody two weeks ago and they had a pain in their foot and the doctor literally went in the doctor's, oh, I'll just give you a shot for it. Don't worry about it. I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. How about what caused the pain in the foot in the first place? We're going to make it worse. We're not going to make it better. Because if you don't correct the problem, when it comes back, it might be worse. You know, I had some, uh, I, one of the trainers at the, at the, that I've helped get started here where, I'm, where I go in the morning, he played in the NFL, Eva, played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And when he was in college, they used to give the kids uh, a shot, maybe in the knee or the hip, back, you know, so they could play. The court is all shot. Oh, yeah. And, and so when it wore off, I go, whoa, what happened? He goes, oh, man. He goes, uh, and it wasn't, it was something, I might have been courtesan, but it was, these are the ones that just were like in one day. Okay. okay? One thing. And so let's say they go through their game, they get all pounded on. He goes, he goes, Arnie, he goes, it was horrible. He goes, um, one of my friends, another guy that played in the NFL, he would call me one night, he called me one night because he ran out of his pain pills because they would have to take these pain pills because when the shot wore off, he said the pain was inc- inc- incredible. And I go, what did you do? He goes, I, he goes, I didn't do that. He goes, I go, I, I took a bottle of tequila. And that's, that was how I came. <laughs> that's, a way. that's how I came down from Africa. These are college kids, Eva. Oh my God, it's incredible. I mean, I'm laughing because, you know, like you have to do something, but it's what are you supposed to do? that you have to, to resume to something that it's addictive and you can really get sick. You well, can die if you drink the whole thing. Well, let me tell you something. The reason I ran into him the guy that actually referred that I'm going to the Grand Canyon with referred me to him because he runs a recovery center because he, uh, I've known about this guy forever, but never met him. And I look, he faxed me over a name. I go, you're kidding me. And he was in recovery. 
for alcohol. Yeah, I believe that. Now, I coached him for a while and got him got him back on the track. And uh, he's a great friend now. But, you know, he got to a point where he called his dad and said, come get me. Take me down here. I, I can't handle this anymore. But did that start when he was a... I hope they're not cutting my yard. <laughs> Might get loud here. Um, but is that where it started? The, the alcohol problem? Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to like depression and everything else. And that's what happens. And talking about depression and everything else, I know that the serotonin level, it goes up when somebody works out. So do you find that if a client comes and says, you know, I'm down and, and you work with them, do they get better? Oh, of course. I mean, one of the best things in the world is, hey, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Right? Don't you find that too? Sometimes, let's say, I, I know sometimes if I'm in here and maybe my phone calls aren't going well or something's not right, if I just get up, I have some equipment that I can go to another room, just go in there and do some exercise and move around for 15 minutes i feel better or bounce on my trampoline or something i feel better and, and i know you do too or in the old classic is you know when you get angry you just go for a walk and five minutes into your walk you probably forget about why you're even angry and and but we but we stopped doing a lot of that stuff i mean uh i did a podcast i forgot when it was but i was talking with somebody that and this is this research is pretty new let's say within the last less than five years, that less than 50% of the people in the United States, Eva, do any movement at all. Forget an, an organized exercise program. I'm talking about any movement besides getting up and maybe taking a shower and getting themselves ready. Wow. You know, they're either sitting at their desk all day long then watching TV and then do, or they got to get in their car and, and drive to the store maybe and park as close as they can and then <laughs> yeah. do as little walking as they can, or maybe get a cart or scooter and do even less or have someone. Now we've made it even easier here in the United States. You can call up. Uh, I have a guy told me the other day, he goes, well, you know, one of the best things about this, he goes, he goes, I don't have to go to the store anymore. I can just call up this little uh, delivery service and they just go do it for me. I mean, we've made it horrifically bad. We have made it so bad here in the United States, even. I'm not sure how it is in Canada. Oh, it's sick. I can go, I can call up a fat a driver to go pick me up a, a Big Mac at McDonald's in a milkshake. And what about the, the drive-thru? You don't have to get out. No. You just order. But I don't have to, they don't have to, people aren't even doing that. They're not even walking to their car to go to the to go to the drive-thru eva that's how bad it's got now where do you where do you think we're gonna when do you think we're gonna see that problem covid will never kill as many people as going to kill the you, you're uh, bingo you, know. you nailed it girl never, never right there it's gonna hurt so many people from diabetes from i mean i go to the stores now it's not as it's not as stressful anymore because I do the shopping in my home. So it's not as stressful for me anymore to go to the store. It was, I would get, and I'm not an anxious person, but I would get anxious going in there, you know, because one, I, I, I'm not a mask wearer, so I didn't really wear masks. So I would go to stores where they didn't bother me, but I would look in people's carts and I'm trying not to be judgmental, trying it all my heart, <laughs> but I would look in their carts and it would be stacked up with 
soda, stacked, stacked off with all the horrific foods. And I knew it was going on. These are people that were afraid. They were staying home. They were eating these comfort foods. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is so bad. You have no idea what's, what this is going to do to you. And, and, and it's just just made me sad to see but that. you know i i realized that depends which segment of people like i was traveling down i i lived on this coast in montreal and i was traveling down to the state still florida and it was so interesting because uh when i was stopping at certain places like uh, go to georgia north carolina south carolina and all over the place you go in the, I was going into this restaurant, not restaurants, and it was like a fib buffet or they <laughs> were, they were bringing you the, the plate yeah. and it was like huge. And I'm like, who can eat that much? You know, I, no. and people would go up for the seconds and I'm like, uh, something is not right because it's, right. it's, you know, like it's too much food and junk, but I find that old people, my mom is old and she has to have her uh, cookies. She, everything that she's eating has to have the sweets. My dad never eats sweets, always uh, called it uh, rat poison. And yeah. now he has to have his sweets at every meal. It's, there is something with, and my dad at 80, he was climbing mountains and he, when he was coming down the mountains, he would lose his toenails. It was so steep the place. And he was in very good shape. Now he has Parkinson. He's sick. Well, let me tell you that. That's because that you just swerved into my original research area. When I was when I got my master's in exercise phys, um, I my my area of expertise was with older people. And one of the things that I noticed when I was out in a retirement community here in Arizona called Sun City, and I would go into a store there, Eva, and I noticed that the the candy aisle was the largest in the entire store. I go, wait a minute. So I started doing some more research, more homework. This is back in the 80s. And I go, wait a minute. You know, here's the deal. As we get older, the taste buds on our tongue get deadened. And the ones that are left are the sweet and I think salty. I think salty or is it not bitter? Almost probably salty. But sweet for so. But yeah. sweet, sweet for sure. And that's why their food doesn't taste good. They need those sweets. Now, your dad was different because he had knowledge of exercise and fitness and nutrition. So he built a habit. See, you don't have to tell me to get up in the morning and go do my exercise routine because I've been doing it for 50 years. Now, somebody else that's never done that and they're 40 pounds overweight and they have high blood pressure and they have all these other issues going on, it's going to be World War III yeah. to get them to go to get up in the morning. Just like this morning, I got up extra early because I had a client, a new client coming in and he was bringing his daughter and they met me early. And I thought, you know, and the, uh, I knew some of the other people were there early, early. I, so the other day I said, maybe I should do that too. Now, I didn't get there quite as early as them, even though I have in the past. But uh, I got up a little early and I felt good. I got there. I got started. I got my whole routine done before he had shown up with his daughter. I thought, wow, that, this felt pretty good. All because I got up just a little bit earlier. And so I have so I'm already, I'm already planning for Friday 
to get up a little bit early. But mo for most people to do that, Eva. What is early for you? Uh, four o'clock. I wake up every day at four, at five, I'm out walking my dog. Yeah. There you go. It, it's a habit, and I love it because I start the day in in a very days longer. You, by 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 this time, you've already you've already been in a whole day. Oh yeah, it's it's like I'm looking at the thing, and I'm like, oh my god, look at that! I did this, I did that. So yeah, it's uh, but I love it because I achieve more Absolutely. in the evening. I'm tired. Oh yeah, and I'm like my brain is like kind of foggy, and I I need Absolutely. this. So let me ask you something because yeah. I'm very curious. You're working with people to look good. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that society has a very strict kind of uh, view of certain things about perfection. Mm -hmm. People, I mean, what we be, who decides what is perfect? Yeah. After you. Well, I'll I'll just tell you this, and this was taught to me by a coach, a friend of mine, many years ago. Perfection is the enemy of good. Perfection as the what is perfection, Eva? I mean, I could say here, look at look at you. You you look perfect. Your, your hair, you're glad you're you're dressed today, beautiful, right? And you might be going, oh, I don't really like the way this looks, right? I don't know. Yeah. So perfect for me, you know, is it, different for you. We're, we're we're never. All of us are never going to. Most of us, I should say, not all, are are never going to be satisfied with. Um, our appearance, our fitness, our health, something about us, our job, because the number one uh, fear in the world and maybe tied a one, a one B is I'm not good enough. Yeah. It's the number one fear in the world. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Husband. I'm not a good enough boyfriend, wife. Um, I'm not good enough manager at work. I'm not, I'm not fit enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. I can't climb the mountain, you know, faster. And so we're constantly telling ourselves these things. So, but why? Why? But because because society has taught us to chase perfection. Yeah. And there's no such thing. No. What is perfect? The perfect game. Okay. The baseball player. You know, many years ago, the perfect season in football was the Miami Dolphins, seventeen and zero. They won all their games and they won three playoff games. Okay. And then thirty years later. Yeah, maybe 40, 80, 90. 40 years later, the New England Patriots, they won all their games except they're 17 now. So they won 17 games straight. Well, it's not good enough because Miami won all their games, including the Super Bowl, that was 17 games. Mm -hmm. Oh, so what did well, the New England had to go win another game, then another game, and they lost their 19th game. Oh, darn. I guess they're not perfect. And <laughs> they're not. What okay. about body perfection? Because you work with uh, Dukam yes. and says, I want to be like this. I want to be like that. I want yeah. to be buff. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have a niece. I have a niece that I, I think she's, I think I'm curious about her. I've known her obviously my whole life. Um, her whole life. And she's, she comes from a very interesting family. Um, one one brother is I would call him very eccentric. The other br brother is amazing. He's the kind of the easygoing one, but even though he has his own issues as well, and um, and he used to work for us as a caregiver. Because I don't know, did you know that my son had a traumatic brain injury? 
Yes, you mentioned last time. Yeah, he had a, he had a traumatic brain injury. He just died two years ago, yes. which has been Sorry. some craziness in my family here. But because uh, my wife was became the all star caregiver of all time, um, learning that through that time. But this niece of mine came to visit about a month ago, and she has recently gone through some really terrible knee surgeries at 33, 34 years old. Just who does this, right? And she's, she's in all this crossfitting and all this stuff. And so she walks in. I've been in this business a long time. I was a competitive lifter. I've been around competitive body. My coach was Mr. Everything, this stuff, and lifter too. So I, I, I know this world really well. So I walk in, she walks into my, well, she was here when I got home. First thing is I go, uh-oh, I know where she's going. Cause she had that look, her, her appearance. She looked great, Eva, R a girl with ripped abs, right? With abdominal, it's like, it's not, it doesn't have her legs. She showed me her legs like, wow, look at those. And so I was giving her the feedback that she was looking at. Cause I was looking at her, not as her uncle, but as her coach. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause and she appreciated that because most people don't understand what she's doing. Get it? Mm -hmm. So she was, and I'm going, Whoa. And so we talked, I showed her some exercises. I mean, we, we had a great talk and I, but I was kind of poking around cause I wanted to, where are you going with this? And mm -hmm. I said, or, do you want to, do you want to do fitness? Do you want to do, or you want to be a competitive on the stage? She goes, I want to be on the stage. I go, Oh, okay which click, click, click in my head. I'm thinking, well, that means you're going to be using drugs and all these other things. And I showed her a couple pictures of friends of mine and she goes, wow. And she was excited about that. Look, I'm thinking there's only one way to get that look, but the, those individuals have a really hard time with perfection, with body image and they struggle with it. And she's in her thirties and, and I know she's had a lot of tough relationships. This is probably why. Because being around someone like that, you have to have someone like me that understands all that stuff or you're going to struggle in relationships. And so you have to be very careful that you attract the right person, because if you attract the wrong person and that doesn't give you that feedback you're looking for, you're going to broom them. You're going to move on and, and because people that are ch constantly chasing perfection in body image, Eva, are really hard to be around miserable they are miserable. never happy no they no. can't be they can't be happy because what if they got on stage and they look wonderful and the pictures were beautiful and they got second place tell me something if you would be now 20 years old with the knowledge you have yeah. how different would it be because they're saying <laughs> that the youth is uh is wasting I'd be dangerous even i would be dangerous I would be dangerous. You know, like we had our insecurity. Oh, my God. I would. Oh, my God. If I was right now 20, again, with everything I know, everything would be completely different. I think in my life. I, 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 I believe I would still be very health-oriented, fitness-oriented. Uh, I, would, I would really dive really heavy into coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much athletic coaching, but a coaching strategy, even though... Uh, I would have to kick my own fanny about being a 20 year old life coach because um, those guys are, are interesting. Although a 20 year old that knows how to do a video production is valuable. Absolutely. 
is uh, valuable, but he's not a life coach. Okay. Yeah. I but mean, I would like to see the confidence even in girls. It's like, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. People, it's funny that the, uh, the, the people who are the most beautiful, they are not seeing. Oh, terrible. And I'm thinking, you know what, how you feel inside, that's what you're going to project. Uh, so not the most beautiful women going to attract men because of they going to make up for that uh what the be the beautiful people don't do yeah women i've done i've and i've done work oh, in the i've done work in the food in the food addiction space mm -hmm. I, I know a lot about it uh obviously it affects mostly women even though there are men too uh it's very sad and these young ladies are i think our media I think um, so many, even families, parents have done such a poor job of creating this body image expectation that's just not possible. And, and you were not teaching, especially young ladies to love themselves, uh, to nurture themselves, to, to, uh, to appreciate movement and exercise so the, so they when they're like you when they're your age or my age that they, they don't mind getting up at four o'clock in the morning so they can go for a walk it, it does and it doesn't have to be like my niece that has to go kill herself at the gym so now she's going for her third knee surgery oh my god That's third horrible. it is horrible third knee surgery and it's to me it's not cute it's not funny because I look at fitness and wellness and health as very serious things. And yeah, I, I appreciate her goals and dreams, but you know, she's going to be a very sad person in 10 years. If, if all this was for naught and, and, and she's got a slew of wreck relationships behind her. Yeah. Now what? Now you're a mid 40 year old lady with no children and you are depressed. You know, you're not happy about what you did and you probably are going to have regrets. Well, if I would have done it better, if I would have done this more, if I would have, I could have won. I could have done this. I could have done that. I don't know. Maybe, but that's why when you ask that question about the 20 year old guy, well, yeah, would in this current society time with what I know now, what I would do. Yeah. There's some things I would do differently. Um, um, things that I've taught people in relationships and how to attract certain partners, I, I would do things, I would do something different. Um, my career would probably be a little different because mm -hmm. uh, when I was 20 years old, even all I ever wanted to do was coach and teach. And really it was just coaching. The only reason I went into teaching was because that was the fastest path to be a, a coach. But don't you think that all the, mis not mistakes, I don't call them mistakes, but all the experiences you had oh. brought you where you are Totally. And me good in your skin, you feel good in your skin because yeah. you know you know exactly who you are. It's funny because if you look back in um, different uh, eras, uh, like the Rubenesque era, everything was nice. The women to be plum. After right. it was, I believe, the 60s, 70s, everybody was like skinny, skinny. Yeah, skinny. because of Twiggy. Yeah, Twiggy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of her today. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, because women in, look at uh, Mar Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And um, who's the other one that was married? Uh, the, the, the Elizabeth blonde. Taylor? 
No, with her, but there was one before uh, Marilyn Monroe that was uh, known as the Blonde Bombshell as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. those ladies? Um, yeah, I know which one you I think she was about. German or something. I'm like, what? no, she married a German guy. Not um, Marlene Mar Dietrich. It was another one. No, it was uh, whatever. But yeah. they were all, in today's standards, would be considered plump. Yeah. And you know what's the funny thing? That I talk to men and they say, we don't really want a skinny woman. Mm -mm. We like a little bit. And I was talking to a 28 years old and he says, I like muffin tops. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is, what it, it is what it is. I have a friend, she's a great friend. I met her and then I introduced her to my wife and my wife's going, ah, she's driving me crazy with all the things she's doing. She's, she got divorced um, and um, beautiful lady, very fit. And she's in her mid forties and she's promoting her fitness for women, her age. And uh, she's got, I want to say two adult sons. They're in their twenties. I want to say two. And her husband's a great guy, had lots of money. And so now she, I'm not sure. I, I think she's dating, but she does all this fitness stuff and she's getting leaner and leaner and leaner. And, it, and that, that's, and my wife was kind of annoyed by the fact that, okay, what is she doing now? Because she's wearing, you know, less and less clothing. And, and I think she has a good heart. Uh, but when I first met her, I was, I thought she was a very attractive lady. And now the more she's getting leaner and leaner, I'm thinking, eh, it doesn't, it's not as attractive to me. Yes. And, and but some, some ladies like that, I remember there was a friend of mine, she was a, a bodybuilder fitness person, gosh, 25 years ago I met her at a gym. And when she walked into the gym, she looked radiant. She always had beautiful clothes on, hair was beautiful, pretty lady. I go, wow, she is a very attractive lady. And then she'd get in her gym clothes and start working out. I go, eh, not really, because her body was just, muscle i mean just sheer muscle i'm thinking eh, not so much get it yeah so i mean so i don't know what they're thinking but that's isn't that the big problem that you find anyways with men and women they're not we're not communicating so the the women don't know what the men want the men don't know what the women want and so you have this mass confusion and i but the one thing i find and being in uh in uh, the fitness industry, you, mm. I'm, I'm looking at women and they kind of, they don't know where to put themselves. They want to look sexy, but they look trashy because they wear almost nothing, everything nothing. hanging out. And it's like, you know what? Just feel comfortable because the person is going to, the man is going to approach you because you have something to offer, something that it's kind, something that it's very different. Uh, yes, you have the body, but the body never lasts unless you have the zillions of plastic surgeries. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like, come on. It, no, and the true. men, and after they they uh, they blaming the men that, oh, they look at me, they made a, a comment on me. Yeah, hello. <laughs> men usually are like. I mean, I mean, it, it, look, we're not, I'm not a monk. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest with you this morning. I was doing this. I was finishing up my exercises and there was a, I, I didn't even know she, I've seen her before. She was at the gym, very attractive, uh, young lady. Um, 
I didn't, I wasn't even sure how old she was, but so I'm trying not to let these, but I'm not, a, I'm not a complete moron. I mean, and she was doing some exercise in front of me and she wasn't wearing a lot of clothes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Attractive. And then um, I finished what I was doing. I came back and I was talking to my friend, the guy that played in the NFL and she came over and we started talking and I got to know her. She was, she went to the high school right there where I found out what she did. She's a softball player and she had a beautiful personality and just a nice little, I would call her a kid, mm -hmm. but now I'll look at her completely different. But, but the fact is, you know, she, she I don't know. I mean, she's there for athletics. She's a yeah. softball player. And I know that's why she's working there. So uh, you're exactly right. Why, why did she put on those short little shorts today to go to the gym? Maybe it's because it makes her feel good. I don't know. I don't know. Why did guys, we had an issue at this gym uh, a year ago when COVID hit, cause we were one of the few gyms that was open and some good friends and very good spirited young men would come in there. It was hot. It was in the summer and it's outside, you know, we covered, but we're outside and they were taking their shirts off at the end of the workout. And, you know, these, these kids, they were kids, they were, early twenties and, you know, teenage young men, and they're taking their shirts off. And believe me, this is not that kind of gym either, where there's a lot of young ladies running, uh, young ladies running around. And so no one really cared except for one lady. She was older. She was my age, a little younger than me, a uh, little plump, which is fine. And her husband comes in there and he's, he's a nice guy. And she's been there for many years. And she came up and she goes, Arnie, you have to tell those guys to put their shirts on. Why? And I'm I know my, my wife had come up to bring my grandkids there one day. And she goes, I was just fine with that. But you know what? I have been, I have been in the fashion industry and I'm admiring a woman or a man. Absolutely. And yes. it has nothing to do with anything, but it's like, oh my God, they take care of themselves. They are well. It's hard work. Yeah. It's, it's never easy. I, hey, look, I was staring at my niece, not because of a sexual, it's like, yeah. I was appreciating the hard work. Yeah, of course. And she was showing me these muscles and stuff. I'm going, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's the way I look at these things at the gym, but someone else is looking at it, I'm like, I don't need to see that. I was like, well, wait a minute. I mean, this is a person. So you want them to put on a, a tank top where they can see, where you're going to see 90% of it anyways. Yes. I mean, what's the, what's the problem here? Is it because you don't feel good about yourself, which is probably it is, versus appreciating that this 25-year-old young man who's single is taking care of himself? Gosh, that's pretty cool. How about this? If she would have done this, Eva, if she would have walked up to him, she would have changed everybody's world. She would have said, you know, I'd like to say something to you. What's that, man? I appreciate how hard you're working you, you are incredibly fit. And I just wanted to say that to you because I've, I've just been watching you and you're in fantastic shape. That guy would have been so, it would have been, it would have changed everything. Of course. But she didn't. She went the other route and he became annoyed by her. Oh yeah. You know what? I don't, I don't, even if I'm on the street and I see someone that looks good or something, I say it. I don't oh. have a problem because it it is the truth. If it's it not is. the truth, I will never say anything. Yeah. And I don't care if 
girls, like especially if they, you work out and you have a, a great body and it depends of the place where you don't wear much clothes. And I don't know, you have been on Clubhouse and yeah. there are some people who are saying, oh, I'm a marketing executive and it's almost half naked. And I'm like, you know what? If I want to have marketing done, I don't think I would approach you. Yeah, you look beautiful, you look great, but I'm, I'm always saying, what is the occasion you dress, you're dressing for? You know, like for me, it's because that's what I'm doing. So. Sure. Well, no, you're presenting an image of, look at me, I'm I'm a professional, I'm, I'm Im I work with image. I will help you to create a better, more positive image for yourself. I mean, I wouldn't go to somebody that had frumpy hair and, and no. a torn t-shirt and and all the other things that don't aren't impressive i mean we have that just to me it's common sense it, but it's and it's no different than in the fitness world if if some very obese man walked up to me and said hey Arnie, i'm going to show you how to get really fast i'm going man you better have some evidence of some of your clients or you're wasting my time well, you are your, your own business card. You I are. Say, Even though you can, my nephew has a, a, a speed coach in in, um, in Tucson area here, and he's a big heavy dude, but he has the track record of helping people. Yeah. And, and but that's that's OK, too, uh, because there are it's like remember the doctors of many years ago, yes. you know, they'd be sitting in there smoking uh, and telling you to stop smoking. They would. Yeah, I know. They would. Or they reach in their cabinet and pull, this is my day when we grew up. They pull out their nutrition plan and go, here, you need to lose 25 pounds in that thing. Oh, man, look at you, you know. And uh, yeah, but today in today's world, if if we're not our own business cards, uh, uh, we are going to set ourselves back. Yeah. With social media now and doing all this stuff. Because if you're if we're having a conversation right now and you're talking to me about image and relationship and this and that and you're a train wreck, I'm thinking, well, why am I going to waste my time here? This is no good. Yeah. You know, I, I want because everything's everything's fast. So oh, yeah. we may not have time to develop a relationship so I can learn about you and learn about how I can you can help me in my situation. So that first what do they call it, the first impression may truly be the most valuable. Right. Yes. And, and we have to be aware of that. So I think you're exactly right. If you're going to jump on a call or, or some kind with somebody that you're trying to impress, you better be ready. Um, Absolutely. And if you're not, it's shame on you because you knew this is not, this is a different ball game than it was, you know, even 10 years ago, you know, with, with the social media now and things get out there and, um, it, you know, it's kind of funny. You ever see these uh, celebrities that get picked up for drinking and driving and they get the mug shot? <laughs> yeah. It's oh like, oh God. boy. It's boy. horrible. It's, it, it's, it's the worst, but that's the way most of us probably are. Whereas these guys are always made up and looking, you know, the, the nice suit or the, the nice shirt. And so oh, they always have like, makeup and, and you can see whatever. <laughs> well, do you have, uh, are you um, following still a, uh, Tony or uh, you? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I uh, I went through so many of his training programs, Eva. Um, big fan. 
uh, I'm still, I did stuff with um, Chloe Madonna's and her daughter and her mm -hmm. husband. Um, and they still, I'm still like a lifetime member. So I, they'll send me things. And my thing is I get so much stuff now. It's like, okay, I got to stay focused because I have, I, I heard it called one time shiny rock syndrome. I have, uh, if something looks cool, I want to look at it. And yeah. so I have to be very clear. Like I have my notebooks by my desk here that I have to, like this afternoon, I've got to make my phone call. And then I have to go back to the gym and meet a guy who's training for the Grand Canyon and show him some new exercises. And then I got to come back and I've, I've got a, a schedule that if I don't follow it, I can drift I very know. quickly. So Robbins, to me, Robbins has been the one coach that has really helped me quite a bit from a understanding me because mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a specialty. Yeah. But I could do a lot of different things and it, because I'm a teacher yeah. and I love people. I truly love people. Uh, before this whole judgment thing that we talk about now, to me, judgment is poison. I don't want to judge anybody, you know, I, but, but at the same time, I don't want you judging me. Okay. So, because people want to do that all day long. They want to tell Eva what to do. They want to tell Arnie what to do. And I was like, look, that's not how I operate, you know? So everybody should have a coach. Like I have a coach. I have a JT Fox. So, uh, and I have oh, a JT. Coach. I met him at a thing here. Yeah. He's, he's totally he's a trip. Cool. Yeah. He's, he's a, trip. a trip. He's totally cool. Very like, Oh, this is who I am. You like it. You don't like yeah, it. Come on, do it. So, um, why I'm talking about the coaching, I do a coach. And I think uh, people, if they want to get in contact with you, how they can get in contact? Well, with the best way is my is just call me. Call me or text me. 602-390-9144. I do a lot of work with uh, with pain, joint pain now. Uh, I do a lot of um, other types of coaching too because, you know, um, I'll help you figure things out, uh, whether it be from a health standpoint, a fitness standpoint, or any of the goals you might have as well. But just give me a call. Uh, we're working on some new stuff. My, my website, my Grand Canyon website is epicadventure.info. So you can see some information there. But just call me. We'll set up a time to talk uh, about whatever your issue might be. Uh, I did a lot of work with traumatic injuries. So I've, I've dealt with just about everything, Eva, from a health standpoint that you can imagine mm -hmm. or, or not even imagine. And then um, absolutely. And, and, and I'll just you know, my adage is I'm going to be with you. I'm going to hold your hand through just about everything I can until you push me away and say, okay, I got this. I got this. Cause that's my, my way of coaching. It's, we need that. We need a little more hand holding. We need what I call, cause especially with emotions. And I think you find this out. Well, emotions are like waves in the ocean. They come in, they go out, they come in and some days are better than other days. And sometimes people just need to talk to Eva, right? It's like, Eva, do you have a minute? You know, yeah. And it's like, this came up. Because sometimes when you wait a week to talk to your coach, it's too long. It's and too we, long. Need to, we need to solve the issue. Because in the therapy world, if somebody solves that issue when it happens, then maybe they'll be able to work with me a little bit harder and achieve that goal. So it's all kind of tied together. It's tied yeah. together. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, list uh, the information. If you can text it to me, I would appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And I thank you so much. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate your fun. This is fun. I love, uh, I love what you're doing thank you. and I love your, your compassion and your kindness. Uh, I can hear it in your voice. And every time you're on the clubhouse, thank, <laughs> I thank God you're there to keep everybody straight. Um, but, um, but because, but you're needed, what you're doing is needed in the world. And you know that, so just keep thank doing you. what you're doing and it's going to make a difference. Thank you for listening until next time. Goodbye.